Hello, I'm your host, Kathy Chester, and welcome to the Move It or Lose It podcast, a podcast about all things that move the mind, body, and soul. The Move It or Lose It podcast is for information, awareness, and inspirational purposes only. I am not a doctor, and I don't even play one on TV. So please consult with your doctor before making any medical decisions. The views expressed by advertisers, guests, or contributors are their opinions and not necessarily the views of the Move It or Lose It podcast. Hi, welcome to another edition of Move It or Lose It. And today I'm very excited to have Jen Powell. Now I know everybody knows who she is and I already feel like I'm best friends with her and I haven't even met her yet, except for the last two minutes. So with no further ado, welcome Jen Powell. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. And I too feel like I already know you. It's so weird that we haven't already quote unquote met. Right. I've met you through podcasts and through all sorts of things. So I'm going to brag on you for a minute. So if you don't know Jen, but if you've been under a rock for years and you don't know her, Jen is the brand and marketing manager of BioNews, Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Jen is also the host of Multiple Sclerosis Podcast, as well as feature columnist and active in the multiple sclerosis community. Jen imparts her hopeful optimism into real life challenges facing the MS community. Now with secondary progressive MS, Jen continues to elevate patient voices to better the lives of those living with MS when she is not writing. Jen enjoys volunteering with her local golden retriever rescue, traveling, spending time with family and friends. Jen resides in Orange County, California with her husband and golden retriever. I too have a golden retriever, so I absolutely understand. Oh my goodness. She is boy or girl. Well, we added a new one to the you family. Did. Now it's golden retrievers. And we're oh, <laughs> girls. I, one is okay. 13 yesterday and the other one is eight months. So oh. we're getting divorced tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, having just gotten over the year point. That, um, <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Um, it's your turn. Worried. No, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling my husband, do you want one more? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm like, but it would be person when I I just want, I like dogs more than most people. (laughs) I do. I love her so much. And I just, I've been enjoying her so much. And I think it it just is um, so relaxing. It just brings so much joy. And I'm sure you feel the same. I just think we all, we all need that unconditional love when you just feel so isolated and so like nobody gets what I'm trying to say. 100%. How they don't talk back. <laughs> She's um, oh. a year and four months. Oh, so well, what's her name? Sophia. Okay. This podcast has now gone in a different <laughs> So we'll have to have another one. Yes. <laughs> what are yours name? Oh, Abby and Sky, S-K-Y-E. Oh, I love that. I love that. We had gone through so many names. You never know. You know, it's and then so you hard. Go the names you're like, no, I knew somebody. And then my husband, yes. like, I had an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was so, when I read that, I was like, yay, golden retrievers. So love that. Such yeah. a, such a fun thing. We definitely talk about that a lot. Another one. So Jen, now getting into the nitty gritty of our lives. 
I want to talk to the listeners about life that what was it like before diagnosis of MS? Since it's that one fun thing we have together. What was it like before you had it? What were some of the things you were thinking about doing, your hopes, your dreams, all of those things that you've never thought in a million years that that word multiple sclerosis was ever coming into your world? You know, it's interesting, as I'm sure you can relate, there is such a before and after. And I've had MS now 13, 14 years. So it really was a time now that my disability is progressing that I had dreams that there's no way I could achieve now. Right. Um, my dreams that I had then were more physical, more of a time when I could do things like travel to Machu Picchu, do things that were more tangential like that, you know, but right. life was different. I'm, I'm going to say something that is so cliche and I, and I hope I don't get shot down. Life is more meaningful now. And I don't want to seem toxically positive. I am mm-hmm. not. Life is hard. I cry. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, but I have meaning, meaning that I have a purpose and a path that I'm mm-hmm. on. Um, not to say life wasn't good then, but it was different. Yeah, it was different. And mm-hmm. I I do remember the day I found out I was lucky to be diagnosed quickly. And I didn't understand MS. So all I saw was a wheelchair. That's yeah. in my head. And I thought my life was over. So it's sad because my own ignorance mm-hmm. brought me to that sadness. Right. Now, now you were diagnosed right away by a neurologist or how did that? Okay. Yes. I had symptoms. I began to lose my balance, walking okay. things. And then I felt you were doing like the wall walking. Totally. Or, okay. oh, yeah. or I had the perma bruise on the side from oh, not yeah. being able to go around right. the like bar area that's been there 23 years. Yes. Um, and I yes. fell backwards out of my bathtub. Oh, no. Yeah. Four, four discs. And Ooh. I'm like, something isn't right. So right. I went to the neurologist, a regular one, got mm. an MRI. And I walked in going, so am I crazy? You know, it's just me. Right, and right. I, like sit down and I felt it's like, yes, you are. But <laughs> legitimately, 100% so I call that ship is sailed. But <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it's one of those moments that you never forget. Mm-mm. And then he recommended I go have a spinal tap immediately, which I did. And it came back positive. So I was very lucky that he also um, pointed me in the direction yeah. of a neurologist that specialized. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, where did you find you were living in California at the time? Yes, I live okay. in Southern California. Okay. Yes. So you found a neurologist pretty quickly. Now, do you still have that neurologist? Is that still? No, okay. I, um, the neurologist I originally went to, to that specialized in MS, uh-huh. I felt like I was paying more for his suits than I was for care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm so glad I didn't just take a sip of water when you did that. I wasn't ready. Yes, for I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you're looking very good. 
did I just pay that bill? Okay, cool. Oh, no, I um, was going to say that I've gone to some that I thought I was paying their YouTube station, not 100%. for them. I was like, I'm sorry. Did I just pay yeah, for and I, a show? And I'm like, <laughs> is this like a level of care? I felt like it was like a very finite amount of care I was getting mm-hmm. and everything was leveraged on if I went to this, um, right. um, this um, infusion center. Right. Owned <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and it was 10 minute appointments, it was not looking me in the eye, it was very right. my concerns seemed to be brushed off, and I yeah. wasn't so well. Good for I, you that you switched I, that you didn't. Did. And yeah. so now have you been with now you switched to this one? How long have you been with the one that you switched? I have been with both for because I go to one, um, oddly enough, I went from a PPO uh-huh. to an HMO. I love my HMO. Really? Love it. No one says that. Love it. That's awesome. They treat me really well. They've been able to support before rituximab became a treatment that had, um, before Ocrevus was even right. Um, nobody would touch me with it or no, they'd give it to me. I would have to pay for it. Well, they covered it which was great. My HMO. Wow. And yeah. I also got sent, they send you where you need to go to right. get what you need to get. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're all like that, but I'm right. also a streaming patient advocate. So you really don't want to stop with me. You don't want right, to Right, right, right. So but, now you're still on Rituxima. How is that for you? I, I was on, I've been on that. I just actually had to go off it because my, uh, immunoglobins. Uh, I have a specialist in Los Angeles, Dr. Bieber. He's amazing. Uh-huh. He checked my I immunoglobins. Agree. Yes, yes. And um, he is like um, the big kahuna. I have my doctor who's right. I, who I have just a wonderful relationship with. Then I go to him if I need the extra level and we defer to that. So my immunoglobins were really low. I found myself okay repeat infections whatnot whatnot and we thought we'd put me on a lower dose but Mm. they came back kind of really scary low so Mm. I had to stop all treatment this is really the first time and it's been a year because we do it like every six months right right it's now been over a year I've been off treatment really for MS and I have noticed yeah yeah. So are you looking into another DMT now or are you still just not sure? I can't go on any right now because of my immunoglobulin being, so, okay. being far under what is low. And it's wow, terrifying. Jen. I bet that's terrifying. Ooh. Yeah, it is. So I'm just trying to do what I can on my end. Uh-huh. I'm going to, you know, start changing a little bit more of my diet. Right. Start doing a little bit. Yeah, a, a lot more supplements. Do what mm-hmm. I can on my end. So yeah, for me, I I just started Ocrevus. I became JC okay. positive. Um, actually, just kind of right when right when COVID happened, it just was all all at the same time. Actually, it was a little bit before COVID, about five days, and then <laughs> um, and then really it was brutal. like right, and then every neurologist was like, no one was around to um. So I stayed on it and then eventually got switched, not by choice, but um, to Ocrevus. And I just have not done well with it. Any infection that's around the corner, you name it, I'll get it. 
I haven't, I never had COVID the whole time. I mean, I was teaching, uh, masked up and went on Ocrevus, had all my stuff, boosters, everything. I've had it three times since oh any time. I mean, it's crazy. Anytime I get an infection, I all Have the you time. had your immunoglobins checked? <laughs> no, but I think I'm going to now. I think you should. You might be low, not under, uh-huh. but it might be a good, you know, I never knew either. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, yeah Interesting. it's really nutty. Our bodies are nutty. You're probably on right. before. Yeah. And I did great on that. I was on it for, well, when they started, cause I've had MS for over 20 years. Okay. So I was on it when they were doing um, the trial stuff on it. I was in the middle of it when they pulled us all off. I remember, yeah, I, I did. I just did great on it. And when they took me off, I've never felt the same. So, so now you're waiting and to see what, to see your body comes back and then what to do from there. So supplements, supplements, vitamin B shots. Yes. Dietary changes. I'm fighting through it, but when I can see my disability progressing. Yeah. So humbling, infuriating, saddening. I had the gamut, the gamut, you know. What are the things, Jen, that you're noticing the most of the disease progressing? I noticed physicalities like my walking, mm-hmm. uh, my gait, my foot drop. And I mean, that's always been substantial, mm-hmm. but a uh, very notable gait change uh-huh. uh, worsening. Okay. Um, and then I tried Ampira, the walking medication, a okay. while ago, but I tend to get restless legs and because okay. Asium in it, it kind of flourished that. Gotcha. So I couldn't try that, but noticing that I'm noticing a lot of dysarthria, trouble speaking, trouble swallowing, mm-hmm. um, and um, new lesions. Oddly enough, um, in my C3, C4, kind oh, of. No. I know the the best place, right? Right. It, it's weird though. It's like I. I'm sure you know, because you're a strong woman that and and people listening understand that sometimes when we have so much going on and we push forward, forward, mm-hmm. we tend to put it on the box so we can right. manage. Right. So it's only when we start taking it apart, going, oh, my God, right. <laughs> I'm going through that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so true, John. I mean, the city that because I'm just switching my stuff to the University of Michigan. And when they go through all that has gone on with me in the last two years, I'm like, yikes, I've really gone through, I'm really going through a lot. So they're like, but you're doing all, I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you think you should slow down? I'm like, no. (laughs) They're like, okay. I'm like, no, no. I'll have time to slow down later. (laughs) When I get asked, my family asks me that all the time. My doctor is not thrilled that I'm working full-time. My company is very good to me, but it's, um, it's, yes, you're, it's like, do I want to slow down? No, no. <laughs> I love that. The look on your face is priceless. No, no, I can't. No, I do not want to slow and down. It's almost like um, a lifesaver. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. It feels so good to wake up and think like, okay, I want to get started. I want to see where I'm going to move this way and, you know, where I'm going to, where, what area I'm going to work on advocating and just, um, 
you know, just the things that, that we can do and the empowerment of that. And I think being female and being it just is such an exciting time for us. And, um, so I've just appreciated so much of the things that you've, that you've done now that you have been progressing. Has that slowed down some of the podcasts for you as well? No, it hasn't slowed down the podcast. I'm sure it has slowed down um, my guest's ability to understand what the heck I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think so. Jen, you have a no. great way about you. I have to, you know, one of the things I have to be is I have to be self, uh, you know, what am I saying? Depreciating. I think I deprecating. There's the word. Okay. Yes. I find it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I think, I think it has slowed down my filing system. So yes. you know how you have your filing system in your brain. Right. And I was able to have somewhat of a good one. Right. Well, I feel like somebody played 52 card pickup with my <laughs> box. So there's a file over there, but there's a piece of the file over right. here. I hope I find it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so true. And I keep trying to find like my way, like, okay, I'll, I'll use folders. I use the Google suite I'll do. And it's like, it's not there. Like it's just missing. Yeah. I'm like, why is this not like we moved, Jen, and I still cannot organize my bedroom. It's like, I feel like, I feel like my kids when they were little and they'd be like, mom, help. And I want to be like, mom, help. I can't organize my room. So I it know. is so bizarre. It is bizarre, especially when it's happening inside your head. Right. And I use every piece of technology to remind me of everything I have to do. Like, Remind me two hours before, then yes. 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I'll probably forget. So five. <laughs> I mean, 100%. It's, it's, and I think when we're talking about MS progression, so often is the case that it is invisible. Right. And it's hard when it's invisible because there's a duality. We don't, mm -hmm. I, one of my pet peeves is when people feel sorry for me. I want to hit them and it's not their fault. They're being right. Mean. Okay. It just evokes like, don't feel sorry for me. Yeah. Kind. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I get over that. Um, yeah. I hit them, but a little. Yeah. So oh, I know. <laughs> but when it's invisible, you, you don't want pity, but you definitely don't get the recognition that you deserve right. to be slower to be to pause. I was getting mm -hmm. off an airplane the other day. My wheelchair wasn't at the bottom of the jetway, so I tried to make it up the jetway, which is fine. I can right. do it. But people trample you. People yes. are not kind. <laughs> they don't want to wait, and they and I found myself apologizing. And I was like, well, if this ain't some internalized, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing though, that you can advocate for others and you still realize you got a lot of, right. it's a good thing though. It makes me human. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think it is amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was talking to one of our other MSers that was that really was struggling with that. And I, and I do notice it so often now, I think we're just so sensitive to that. And I had been, you know, had struggling with my foot drop and doing the exercises that I do with my clients. And I decided, you know what, I, I'm on like 
terrain I am not familiar with. So I'm going to use my trekking poles. So I was using those and I just happened to then, you know, what, I'm just going to keep using them. So I took them to the store with me and I couldn't believe, and I had my husband next time just watch the difference. No holding doors open. You know, I feel the same with you. I don't want people like all over me. And, but I just thought they're not just like closing the door, but they want to be as far away from me as possible. They don't even want to look at me or deal with me. Yes. And I just thought, wow, wow. It's even gotten worse since COVID. It's like, I I don't, I can't see you. I don't want to deal with you. And I just thought this is so sad. And how it is. Cause I think about, I think about where you are and I think about, our MSers and our autoimmune that are in their secondary and getting worse and just really are just trying to hold on to something. You know, what, what is, where am I fitting and how can I do anything? Cause you feel isolated. You right. Feel you're the only person. And on useless. Yes. And that's, I would say, Jen, and you could maybe say something to this. One of the things I do a lot of times before I train someone is I will sit with them and say, I'll see it all over their face. And I'll say, do we, maybe we need to meditate for a minute before we get started. Cause you and I both know there's no movement happening. If someone's coming on it and you see their face and you can tell they've even, they're either as pissed as pissed could be, or they're just been crying. So it's like, you know, let's breathe. Let's meditate for a couple of minutes and then let's begin if we're ready, or it might just be a stretch time. I love that. I can't tell you how much I love to hear that because that frees them to be able to move. Yeah. It's just, it's just so, so sad to me what so many of them go through and the depression from that in feeling so useless and not feeling like there's just nothing else for me. I can't give anything. Well, and I think that in multiple sclerosis for me, it's an ongoing grief cycle. So I suffer from depression. It appears, it comes up, it gets worse. I cry and I don't have the um, uh, severe depression constantly that I did when I was younger, but I do suffer from it. You am very respectful of it because it's just there. And when I grieve, I grieve over things a lot. And grieving over things may mean, you know, not being able to walk like my dog as much as I not being able to go on a trip, not being able to walk around the store, running into everything, you know, and I just giving myself grace yeah, is so important and honoring those feelings, living in the suck. So yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, I love that you do. I love that you said that. I think that means, what would you say to listeners out there? And I'll go back because we're way off now, but that's okay. I love it when it's all right. I love when I do all the questions and I'm just like, um, but tell, tell our listeners, what is it? Tell what you say, what you would say to someone that's listening right now with secondary progressive MS that is at that place right now that feels like I don't, cause we know that depression is a symptom of multiple sclerosis. And we know, we now know that a lot of us will go through thoughts of suicide and depression at about three, four o'clock. And which makes sense. That's about the time where if you're working at a desk, you get sleepy 
and you're kind of like, I'm going to go to sleep. And so that's a time when a lot of our MSers get depressed. What would you say to those who feel like I'm not married anymore? My kids aren't around. I really don't know why I'm here anymore. First of all, reach out to somebody. That's crucial. I know it sounds generic and cliche. Your family is, or your 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 uh, siblings, or people who are always in movies, the support system. Right. They're not always going to be the support system. Your support system is going to be you building that. And I want to tell you right now, reach out. First step before we can think it and feel it, we need to just do it. Reach mm-hmm. out to the local MS organization in your, mm-hmm. in your community. Reach out to someone you can speak to, a suicide hotline. Yeah. If you're feeling like that. Secondly, if you're not at suicidal, but you're feeling, you know, sad. I want you to know that a lot of multiple sclerosis now, um, depression is physiological in nature, depending on where your lesions are. Reach out to your neurologist about getting help around that, you know, so I love that or or what I do is I sit quietly with myself and I cry and I meditate. Mm -hmm. And my meditation is not like I used to think, well, I'm not levitating. So it's (laughs) (laughs) no, darn it. It didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't work again, but kind of, I think the thought that I'm fearing most, let's say the thought is I'm going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. Yeah. Then I'm in a picture and I'm in a picture, a beautiful chair being my independence. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, like this chair, whatever you're fearing, turn it into your mantra and meditate mm. on that. So and really reframing it. Right. Just I love that, Jen. So if that's your fear of the day, uh-huh. I want you to reframe your thought around that. And as you listen to calming music or as you start thinking of your shopping list as you let go i want your mantra that centers you to be this is my chariot of Mm -hmm. independence and enlightenment Mm -hmm. this is okay yeah and it will be because Mm -hmm. i had that thought when i was diagnosed I'd rather die than be in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm 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 ashamed to almost say it right now. Yeah. But I had that. Oh, Jen, I thank you for saying it. Cause I think everybody, you know, when I said that I was leading the the women in the um support group, that's that's their first thing they say their biggest fear is. So right. I mean, we as those who've had it for so long, we have to remember back to that. I mean, I'm not in one yet. That's still my biggest fear. That's yeah. still my biggest fear. I and will I'm still not either. Then I, I will still I run with drop foot. I will still try I, to get to three miles, knowing I'm going to fall. You. I will still fall, and they will still try to bubble wrap me. But I will still keep <laughs> doing it because I'm so stubborn and Italian that I will still keep running until why I'm an I, I I'm always telling my husband I will fall. Just leave it. But um, thank you for saying that because I think 
that's so important for, for them to know that this will pass and understanding that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary, not that our MS is temporary, but our emotions at that time are temporary and they, they will subside. If somebody told me what my life would look like today with a disease far, far worse than it was when I was diagnosed, I would have said, you're high. Maybe they were, <laughs> but no, they were correct. My life yeah. is better. Are you battling a chronic illness like multiple sclerosis? And no, it's time to add an exercise program and movement to your body in order for you to have the best health and independence for you. I'm so excited to announce the launching of my new program, Dammit Program, Disrupt, Move and Transform, a program for us, our autoimmune warriors with a trainer who really gets it. You can find me at moveitorloseit109 at gmail.com or you can DM me at msmoveitorloseit or feel free to take a look at the program at moveitorloseitpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you on the other side. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Move It or Lose It podcast, where you can again find us wherever you like your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, join us on that. And we can't wait to see you again. We're going to have a lot of exciting guests and working together. And as always, you'll hear us say at the end of every podcast, we are stronger together. So let's do it. Let's become stronger together. Have a great day. Hey.